0: I've hit one more life. Hi.
1: Hi. Hello. Uh,
0: hello. Prepod. We've not even talked about pre pod. I've only got two jobs. What jobs? I'm not telling you. You've got. I told you, two. only two one jobs. One is that he's a host. Hi. Yep. Hi. Right. And the other,
2: the other is,
1: is, is to come up with a pre pod.
0: Yeah. So, so, well, so I've got a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh. We'll no, decide. I'll say it at the end. We'll decide. No, no. no. you you're the no, joke at the end. The no, post-pod. at the end
2: of the pre pod because then he does the music. If I do no, the joke now, then it'll just. Well, the joke is. the... The joke ju- is the, the pre pod. All What's right, the joke? What it, you- There's no chat then. No, now. no, there's no chat. There's, there's no, no chat. No, because I've not because I've failed in
0: one of my two jobs. So uh, you are right, riding to the rescue. All right, and you're doing it. So
2: I'm so. doing one of your jobs. Brilliant, thank you. So what did Spartacus say when the lion ate his wife? Oh, oh, I don't know. Nothing. He was a gladiator. He
0: Music. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Roundup. Good. We're a brand consultancy based in the United Kingdom. From time to time, myself, Stuart Steele, your host, will get together (laughs) with Mr. Christopher lumsden hello, whose birthday is tomorrow, uh, and Ms. (laughs) Julie Murdoch, hello. My birthday
1: is not tomorrow. Her birthday
0: is not tomorrow. I'll look for a small fee. I'll let you know when it is, and her national shares number um, <laughs> and the name of her first dog or pet or something and the street she first lived on in her school. Uh, so uh, we're, today we're going to talk about uh, brand stuff brand stuff because that's what we talk about. It's the kind of essence of the pod and uh, Chris is on a roll. I don't know if you know this Julie but Chris is on a roll. He cannot. He just can't stop he writing. He can't stop writing. He's, he's a like, writing machine. You know what he's like? He's like that you know you know the fairy tale about the porridge pot that just keeps on <laughs> <laughs> porridge everywhere. They go, Fuck, where's all this fucking porridge coming from? What there's a, a fairy poem tale poem. about the porridge pot, about hungry there's a, there's a fairy tale about a porridge pot. I'll put it in the show notes. And basically they go, are you hungry, Aye. okay, right? there you are, there's a porridge pot, it's a magic porridge pot, and they don't know how to turn it off and the whole village gets it. So it's like you were writing, we're just covered in Word Word porridge words (laughs) Word (laughs) porridge Word 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 porridge We've
1: evolved from word soup To word Word porridge porridge. It's it's, it's tasty, it's
0: nourishing And it's good for you Great yeah, yeah. Well,
1: That's, That was almost some good. prepod there But we've just know, done it a bit later, later. He's, yeah. he's came to him later in the I know, day
0: I know. I've only got two jobs um, <laughs> One of them is the postpod prepod. Um <laughs> So what are we talking so about today? today? Today is one of the articles that Chris has written The, the machine which is the right It's all you good it's it. all. It's all Thriller, no filler, uh-huh. and this <laughs> Can <we just> time <laughs> get on with it? it's a wee bit of filler. Filler from the filler. So today, today we're, we're going talk- to talk about we're going to talk about an article that Chris has written called "Brand Mistakes Made by B Two B Tech Firms." Yeah, right. So, and but let's start off. I know you have a problem with this. title. I don't have a problem with the title. I just like I think it's an it's interesting. Just start by defining the title. As what you know, we mean love a definition. So when we're kind of talking about B2B tech firms, yeah, roughly I, what we're we talking
2: about. I know, I suppose it's a, it's a phrase we're using a lot internally, isn't it? But I I, I mean, you can could, you could say tech, you know. you the, the fact is, over the last however many years, I don't know, decade? More than. More. We've worked with a lot of firms who their products are, are relatively uh, techy, whether yes. that's printers or thermostats or software or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and... More often than not, they have a B two B
0: angle. Yeah. yeah. So
2: hence the the umbrella.
0: So we are just that, these all these companies we are kind of yeah I think so and I think I think
2: you B2B2. know B2B2. Yep. and when you do more and more of the same thing for more and more of the same type of firms you you, you, you know you see recurring themes and patterns and, and, and yeah. patterns that are matched which which I guess is a is a good thing you know and, and so I wrote some stuff about it <laughs> and, <laughs> and I I, I said look, like, you know. I've seen a number of things that that these firms seem to wrestle with. I don't. I'm not saying it's definitive or, or in any way exclusive to the sector. Or exhaustive. Or exhaustive. Yeah, there's probably more.
1: But I think you're. I think you're right in that because there's four things on this list. Well, aren't I'm there. saying
2: it's four things a list. Yes, First let's not yes, get right. Let's, well, just let's just, get into. The oh yeah. List. Well, it says the porridge man. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get right. <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: think it is fair to say that yeah, these are. These are very common themes of challenge, or very common challenges that we see from a lot of the firms that we've worked. With. I don't. I'm trying to think of one that hasn't wrestled with uh-huh. potentially yeah, all of these, if not, you know, most of them. Uh-huh. And I can't off the top of my
2: head. So yeah, great. So you know,
0: hit me with your best shot, one
2: to four. So the first, I mean, this I've, I've written this. The first one is called features over benefits. Mm. So. And I think, you know, quite often with these firms that we're working with, they've been founded by really brilliant people and they're brilliant businesses, you know, innovators and, you know, but th- more often than not, they, they, they tend to come from a sort of engineering or techie background, fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're amazing at, at, at identifying features, but perhaps less uh, fluent at talking about, you know, what these meaningful benefits are for, for, for the build for the customer. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time we get involved in taking a comb through that stuff. You guys do that more than me, Stuart. You particularly. Talk about I, I mean,
0: I, I think it's. I think it's even beyond benefits. It's how is this making uh-huh. me money or saving me money? And Absolutely, it, and it's kind of forgotten about. It. It's going. To, yeah. Look, we've got a widget that uh, dries things. Yeah. You're going. Okay. Mm. How is that going to make me money or save me money? Yeah. yeah but it, it dries things. <laughs> uh-huh. Dries things
2: fast. It drives things and fast. it is a really powerful mm. force that, in in and not just this space. I mean, I, I gave the example of. Um, a printer I tried to set up recently. <sighs> I know. Just, let's like just thank
1: the oh. good Lord above the, that know. we were not there oh. for that. But, you know the,
2: the, the printer, you know, the printer, you know, it's got so many claims on the side of it about what it does. Over and above just printing things. <laughs> <laughs> I wish one of the bullets was prints things, but no, it does so many other things. And, you know, um, and as an average guy, an average punter who's using it for average things, I just want to print stuff, mm. namely... Probably mostly returns labels, yeah. and and you know it's that point of you know not
1: even boarding passes anymore. We've evolved. <laughs> yes. past we've that. evolved past that, haven't we? I know.
2: Um, so I think we we see it as our task. And Stuart, you do this well um, to help you know define the the value. You call it differentiated value, right? Yeah, I mean,
0: a lot of it is, and we've got one client in particular who just said, "I can't that he had dreams of me saying the word so what." <laughs> <laughs> so you'll come out and go, yeah. So it'll dry fast. Now go, so what? Because well, it means that it'll dry fast. I'll Going, so what? Means your clothes will be drier. And I go, so what? I goes, well, it means you've got more time to do something else. You go, ah, now we're into some interesting ah, that's you, because that's mm. because that time can that's that, there's a value to that drying quicker. I suppose to it'll do it quick because that's where and especially in the B two B space where you're kind of trying to save money or make money at every mm-hmm. point. And so that that is the mm-hmm. kind of thing where and if you frame that as the opener mm-hmm. and also. There'll be a number of product There'll be a number of features because, it, it's your point on, admittedly like 2 B2C thing, but there's a number of features that you just get feature overload. You'll just get mm-hmm. a list that will do this, it'll do this, do this. If you umbrella it, going this will save you time, and then there's ten features that will save you time. Easy to print things. Yeah, that save one you thing. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: easy to set yeah. up. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I think what I was just going to say again, and you kind of touched on it. I think the a lot of the clients that we work with. Like you say, from a very engineering type background, tend to be very product-led organisations. Product teams are, you know, key to um, well to, to everything, I guess, from an innovation point of view. But also, get you know, when you talk to product teams about marketing comms and how to talk about that, they they will naturally default. They know so much about the product, the detail of the product, the technical um, aspects of the product, and also so much about competitors' products that we've quite often seen. Um, you know you see clients get caught up in talking about but we you know ours does this and theirs doesn't do that and it's but, but stripping all of that back to like Stuart says ultimately what's the value it's delivering and what do customers care about What does your customer yeah. care that's got widget a over mm-hmm. widget b do they even know that widget a and b widget b exist because it, mm-hmm. it's that kind of it is definitely um a common thing that we see clients getting kind of Particularly in this space, getting caught up in how talking about how smart the the product is without necessarily mm-hmm. doing that through a customer, mm. and,
0: and also there's a lot of kind of inbred and inbred knowledge, maybe, and uh, that's in within the organisation that know the difference because the only people that really care about the competition set is the is the client, mm-hmm. uh-huh. whereas the the actual person who's coming to purchase this thing for the first time has no state of the art knowledge, so just you, they just want to do stuff, quickly. they just want they just want to do things, so it's kind of then they'll go, well, why don't you do why don't you do this? And why does it do that? And goes, oh, and we've had it and goes, well, th- th- they're saying that, but that isn't really what it does. And go, well, the customer doesn't know that, you know it because you're baked. Into well, you know, this. every single, yeah, you know, every
1: thing. single thing. about. Yeah, it, it does bleed
2: into, into the whole other thing about the mindset of, you know, not, not having a consumer focused
0: mindset and, and I customer focused. The, 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 the other challenge with this is that sometimes it does start off where the innovator does understand the value of what they're doing. But because the process of getting it from an idea to a finished product is so long and involves so many people that the value does get lost. Mm. So it's actually going <laughs> back to, to dig that out again. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's what we're asked to do.
1: I think as well and something we've talked a lot about is hierarchies because we've you know how many times we've had conversations saying there's a there's a place for that information that's not to say that the the smarts the intelligence behind that lives behind the product or the software whatever it is isn't important but it's not important on your homepage or as a headline on your product page or whatever it's 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 understanding at what point your customer is, is or where they are in the funnel and where that information needs to live to be of, mm. of value at the time.
0: And the other thing that I think is worth mentioning is that the reason this happens is that the person, and I know a couple of marketeers who have kind of written good customer-focused copy, and then it goes back to the product team, so you can't say that. And, and it's not that the thing's being changed. It's that you're not mentioning the thing we're proud of the yeah. most. And then yeah. it gets changed again, and product-led again. led rather yeah, than yeah. and led, it becomes and yeah. and I've I, you know you, you meet the kind of frustrated marketeers going, I know that this is right, and they are right, but this is why it's got to be. It's not one. You need both. You need it's two sides of the same coin, and you need the marketeers to listen to the product people to to sell to put the content out there to sell to the customer. But it, but it, that's not. Uh, you, you need both working hand in hand and a respect for both of the skill sets mm. Mm. and sometimes that's not there
2: that was quite a long discussion of features over benefits number mm. one
1: well, it touches them well, some can other other things,
0: cause it? because it it. it's gold yep i right, like porridge, mm. mm. um, num- porridge man next you're the porridge man
2: number two uh this is a, a an oldie no defined foundations and uh, and by that i mean much of our work comes back to this through this focal point around brands that haven't staked out their foundations um and and I think you know many of these businesses are started by as we said you know people that are brilliant and just want to get on with it and they create stuff and you know businesses started in garages and stuff like that it's amazing and they and they grow quickly um, but it eventually it reaches a point where it can't relate to itself or it can't it it doesn't really know who it is so it's fine until it's not and I and, and I think that if you don't spend a bit of time. An effort defining who you are and what you stand for, then you're going to end up in this kind of bland sea of sea of sameness Mm -hmm. that we see, particularly in this sector. I think in the tech sector, there's a lot of kind of sea of sameness. Um, I wrote an article about that as well. About how many times did it say
1: sea of sameness? How
2: much did it? Three or four. four. (laughs) A lot of porridge. I like it. The power of
0: alliteration. I like. I power of Porridge. I I think (laughs) what sometimes gets conflated with. Brand foundations that you're talking about, like the vision, mission, values, yes. is the story, the yes. founder story, absolutely. And so what happens is you go, well, what happened was there was a garage, yeah. right? There was a garage, and these two guys, right? They just made Steve Jobs, story. Yeah Steve and, Jobs,
2: right. and wozniak wasn't he? All right, small spoiler, right? right. Okay. was a good story. Right. And
0: so you kind of get that, and that becomes the brand, and mm-hmm. that becomes the story that is but passed It's, not, down. Brand, it's yeah. not because you can't tell that story. You that that isn't a defining that needs. The essence of what that story is needs to be articulated and yeah. put there, and so what you get is you kind of go, and and also it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> spread well. It doesn't kind of move over to things like it's got a place. Yeah, of course it's got a place, and it can be very important and it's thing. But you can't. How does that set your uh, sales presentation? It'll maybe be the first couple of slides, but then how does that guide your product? It's kind of the founder story isn't enough. Yeah. yeah how does, how is it, it going to, yeah. yeah
1: how is it going to, how is that going to ultimately help your you as a business to make strategic and operational decisions Correct.
2: because all, because what happens then is you get what we call these buzz light year statements vision mm. statements you know working together for a better tomorrow today yeah. All to, of that stuff.
0: today the garage tomorrow skyscrapers
2: <laughs> which sounds great and sounds aspirational It's great um, at a sales conference because somebody
0: can stand up and go. Was a fist up and punching again. We can all cheer, but then
1: when it comes to what does that mean for our next product innovation, or how does that mean we have tell people's
0: behaviour? I think you'll find what we're doing is building tomorrow's future today. That's what (laughs) we said. Completely meaningless. Yeah,
2: exactly, and it doesn't mean anything to anyone that works in the place or outside of the place. So, I I do think this is such an important brand element part that. It transcends B two B tech firms. If if any business doesn't get to a point where it does this, it'll reach I, a point where it struggle.
1: I think, yeah, and I I guess, and I totally agree with that. I think the reason it belongs here in this article, though, is because, and this is a slight not to go off in a tangent, but we've talked about this before as well about what um, the understanding of what brand is and the value that adds mm. to a business at a leadership level. Particularly within the B2B space and the challenges that we've had with with that over, you know, in the past. And and our job in terms of educating and, um, you know, talking about brand in a way that is meaningful to those audiences but I think the my point being I think when you talk about if there's a lack of understanding of what we mean you know we talk about brand strategy as business strategy and the value that it delivers and why these things are important why these building blocks are important it needs to go beyond often that the remit of brand is seen as the you know the lo- the, the logo and the color palette mm. so it, there's always a bit of tension and and friction there if the if those kind of dots aren't joined in terms of why you know why is that an important aspect how is it going to help your business grow your culture embed whatever it is your products in so i think it's um
2: it's a great point and it's that's partly it's our responsibility yeah. to
1: help kind of join those dots mm. as well i think
0: i mean one of my favorite bits about my job apart from this obviously this, <laughs> this is, is, the, a, best this is the best you can this remember is just a fucking joy <laughs> yeah. um is is when actually you kind of First of all, it is when you kind of sit with a, with a business and you do all the calls and you and you distill it and then you play it back to them and you just see the relief. I mm. go, yeah, that's us. Mm. That's us. And that, that founder story is then... Complimentary. Yeah, and and yeah, it's and baked put, in yeah, as well yeah. to the, aspects of it, isn't not, it? There's nothing they've not seen before, but it's just done in a way that they've not seen it before. And also with the, the, the product positioning as well, where suddenly they've had a lot of challenges trying to explain that to new people and everything else and then it's there quite... Concisely, and you see the relief in people's faces when when that's all been worked out. So those two things are the things that I think that businesses that have worked without it for a long period of time do see the the massive benefit of how it's going to help them move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely the two my favourite bits of my job.
2: Good. So that, and you know, without getting into it, quite often you end up having to work with sort of half baked stuff. Mm. that exists and and you know uh, one of the challenges for us is is managing that and moving it into our format and our stylistic pattern that we know works while retaining some of the original content that's quite a challenge it
1: is because i think you know and a a lot of the work you know a lot of the conversations we have particularly well i mean most of the clients we work with are very established brands so it's it's the reassurance around we're not throwing everything out mm -hmm. and starting from scratch that you know we intentionally have a very simple pyramid you know vision mission values framework, don't we? but mm-hmm. you know it's very rarely a blank sheet of paper mm-hmm. where so you i don't again I don't think we've ever seen an example where a client has had something where there's nothing useful yeah. Yeah, or totally. you know or you know to to work with, but it's just maybe sometimes it's simplifying more often than not it's cutting away rather than adding on isn't it and yeah. just streamlining and simplifying um but, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's the old evolution versus revolution thing, isn't it, that Absolutely. creates a bit of comfort.
2: Totes. Good. What's, what's next, Chris? Number Point three numero tres. Number three is too much new, not enough old. What are you talking about? I tell
1: you what, there's plenty old in this room. The, uh, yeah. yeah. You two. Um, I'm
2: the new. What, yeah. yeah, you're <laughs> the new. What I mean by that is that in this sector in particular, there's this kind of searing desire for what's next, the future and, and tech. And shiny, the shiny. New, shiny, shiny. Shiny, shiny and that's fine because it you know technology pushes things forward doesn't it but the i think the thing that we've seen a lot is when you stop and think about it there are a lot plenty of tech businesses in 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 any in the b2b and b2b space that have been around for a long time Mm. and in our world in the brand world being around for a long time is quite a good thing um heritage is, is is a good thing time served means lessons learned um and and experience gained so and that that, trans, that, that that transfers to trust. So I think in, in a couple of times in, in, in our work in this space, we've helped turn that around, right? And turn the telescope around and say, look, it's not necessarily about what you're doing that's leading that's different to what they're doing that's in front. It's what you've done in the past. It gives you a pedigree and a, a platform for trust. Mm. And I think that's overlooked all the time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: sure. It looks like he <laughs> disagrees. No, that means
0: he, he, that means, he wants no, to disagree, no, no, but he's got nothing to disagree. No, I, th- I think it's, I think this is where it all. It's a compound thing mm. where I think you can talk about innovation and being new, mm-hmm. and you can still have that age, especially when you've kind of got your brand sorted out to go. Mm-hmm. Look, this is this is part of our history. So I don't mm-hmm. disagree at all. I think it is is actually I I understand the need to be seen to be continually innovating and new and everything else, but you can absolutely base that on. Your experience over the last decades—that this is just a continuing part of your story—and mm-hmm. actually just build it up. So no, I, I do agree. It's just—it's kind of, more. I'm more adding to it rather than taking away mm-hmm. from it. So I it's think there. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think, and we—we've maybe talked to them before. We've got a client that we've worked with for a long time, and it, this actually wasn't. You know, it's predominantly B two B, but the work that we were doing at the time was putting more of a kind of consumer lens on on their comms and. Uh, They were a business that had been around for over 125 years, engineering led, you know, absolutely an innovator and, uh, you know, a leader in their field. But looking around at the competition, again, tie back to the first point, looking around at competitors, they were so um, distracted by the kind of younger, more nimble, more agile entrance to the market that were much sexier in terms of branding and marketing and their comms that they were almost became almost apologetic about yeah. the fact that they had hundred and twenty five years doing this stuff and completely missed the fact that in a space where you know it was a smart home you know at the time that was full of gimmickry and it was full of you know trust issues and security issues and it's like as a as a brand leader in this space there's real credibility and mm. and to to say you know we've you can you can trust us to to you know put something in your house that isn't gonna you know. Break. um break <laughs> you know not work. uh exactly yeah there you go but and i think that it is it's the balance between moving with the times and articulating the kind of and and finding a way to talk about the brand and the product in mm. a way that's relevant and um, but also kind of without you know yeah do you think someone that's oh, linked to, to that. the
2: previous point about the fact that if they've not defined who they are and what they're about, that maybe they don't recognise that that has value? I, I
0: think it's easier to sell new than it is to sell... I, I, th- but, I mean, to tie it back to the B2B tech space, I think what you're looking at normally is high investment mm-hmm. in a in a point where risk is to be minimised. Mm. And who are you going to go with? Are you going to go with a trusted supplier that's been around for a while, that have got a, a background in... A heritage and support and everything else there are you going to go for a new company that's kind of fresh and new off the block because how is that crypto stuff working out for you you know (laughs) i mean Uh, so i mean and and so i do think there is a kind of thing in the b2b tech space to kind of go your innovations are are important Important. because that's what people will Mm. be buying because that's where you're going to save money or, or make money but also the kind of heritage and the fact that you've been there for a period of time and you've been through good times and bad and you still survived is also important it's when based you're based on all experience, yeah, isn't it? When you're when you're about to spend hundred and fifty grand on a new dryer, um, you know, that that's what you're you know, you're wanting to make sure the company's gonna be there with you. So I think that that old is, th- yeah is key.
1: I think um I agree with you and I think that this not to take us on to the topic of another pod, but that's where Um, language becomes really really important because the thing that that particular client a lot of these clients are are nervous about is just appearing old and fuddy-duddy and a bit kind of irrelevant as opposed but there's a way you know and what that project involved was about articulating and communicating in a way that was much more consumer-facing much more consumer-friendly and just relevant to today's consumers. So rather than, mm-hmm. you know, it's not always true, tr- you know, it's not always kind of dragging out the I ah, We've been around for 125 years, you know. It's back to that value thing. It's like, well, so what? Who cares? Yeah. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, that kind of the whole power of brand language thing, just that's what helps kind of set apart and make a bit make mm. a difference.
2: Mm. It's uh, an interesting one, though.
0: It is, Chris. You wrote it. It's interesting. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then... Number four, last but not last least, but, is the one I'm calling lazy naming conventions. And um, these two we've, almost had
1: a fight about this before. Yeah, we've talked about this before. So fight, fight, the example, fight, <laughs> fight, fight, the fight.
2: example I gave, you know, the back to that printer, um, which was called a Brother MCD eight seven something 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 X, um, which mean which is essentially meaningless, you know, to to me, and, and that's in a B two B space. I think B two B is even worse. Um, no, that's not B to C space. Sorry, B to C, and and I think B to B is even worse. Um, I think that um, as Jules mentioned before, that quite often our product codes become names, <laughs> um, and and it's 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 confusing, and 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 you know, it, it just makes the whole thing difficult to navigate. It makes the whole thing difficult for the consumer and customer for the customer. Sorry, um, and I feel that effort needs to be taken and made in creating simple. You know, descriptive naming conventions for products that 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 work. I've mean, in the pieces I've never seen another system that beats it. Um, so it, you know, it, it, not doing it is abdicating your responsibility to to you know, and outsourcing the pain to the consumer to say this is your problem to work this out. You know, there's a a 15 digit code. So off you go. I think that yeah, effort needs to be spent making you know, and and, and it's what we do, isn't it? Helping clients develop these naming conventions that work and, you know, t- to allow people to navigate portfolios that are, that are confusing. I, and, and, you know, I know, Stuart, you've got a couple of challenges around that, but, you know, I think generally you're on board with that. You agree with
0: it. I, I can see how, I, I mean, again, the road to hell is paid with good intentions. I know nobody's gone out to go, we're going to make this confusion, confusing. I, I always start from that basis. Mm-hmm. I can see why it's got there, though. And if you're looking at the brother, they've probably got hundreds of uh skews with different plugs for different regions and how does that does that and there's an internal inventory skew thing to deal with an external one and i can see i don't necessarily agree that that's what they should be doing but i can understand why it gets to here's a brother mcd 873 gx because i know that the mcd means something the 873 something gx probably means europe I can understand why yeah,
2: that because it's
0: obvious that isn't it? well that's not again uh, I, I think that but, but yeah, I no, understand it's, why it's got there it's not but it, but the Europe doesn't mean anything to the consumer I can see where it's there and if you've got hundreds of those products and variants of those products it is easier to get to that point I'm not saying that easier makes it right no but I can I can understand I can see where it gets to there I can understand why it gets there
1: this, but this is back to the same point we make about and you know a number of things it's just it makes it's something that makes sense for. It makes sense for the for the business, but it doesn't make sense to the to the customer. So, I think, like you say, I can and you know, I remember having the conversation a number of times about you know that's essentially is it's a product you know it's a it's a code for a for a SKU that lives in a database somewhere that's made it that makes its way into the customer realm. Whereas, and I think. So yeah, I think yeah, I can agree with you know I you agree, agree with, with both. Me, don't you, Jules? No, well I, I agree with Stuart in that I I get fuck I understand <laughs> no in that I understand <laughs> how assumption. there's there will always be a reason why it's got there, but equal, But I also agree it is la- it's lazy. You that also is, agree with me? Yes, I do agree with you. Hurrah! Um, Not for I think long. though <laughs> another point though because th- and there's a couple of things that play in here. I think one is that you know again back to the point about product teams. You know, marketing's seen often as, you know, that's the fun bit, yeah, you know, so yeah. product naming is often where, you know, people like to get a little bit, you know, l- okay. have a little bit of fun in with it, you know, and before you know it, you've got, you know, Printer Moon and, yeah, print and, Saturn go, well, and right, Printer Saturn and Printer whatever, the other you know, way into this very abstract stuff. kind of thing. Yeah, or,
2: and, and that's as bad, Yeah, you know, I agree, that's um, as
1: bad. But I think, and the other point I was going to make on this, I think again, it's just really an acknowledgement that you know it's very easy for us to sit here and talk about this. But I think again, thinking about particularly the B two B space, particularly B two B tech, that how many times have we had these portfolio product naming conversations with companies that have grown predominantly through acquisition, where product portfolios through not by design have become extremely complex and overlapped. So then you have you know the the process of deciding, you know, what's getting you know what's going to you know what's going to become a legacy product and essentially be w- uh, moved out of the business. What what needs renamed? What's coming in future? You know, that it's not. I mean, I'm not. There's no answers here. The well, point I'm making is just that this. it's not easy, it's and not we easy I recognise it. it's not easy that to do, particularly where but, there's acquisitions involved. But. but it's
2: important to lean into that kind of pruning. We were talking about yeah. portfolio reviews yesterday, and I know this is about product development and supply chain consolidation and all that stuff. And there's stuff that smarter people than us have, you know. You know, better, better opinions with. on, but more more views on. But that McKinsey report basically was stating that, giving example after example of companies that consolidated their their portfolios into a more, more simple. Yeah, a twenty five percent reduction in product, product. Or, you know, options resulted in a a three percent gross margin jump or something like that. It was it was a three net profit. Yeah. I think it, it, it nailed down to. It. But it basically said, sell less, make more money. And, and sell fewer products, make more money, and I think you know if, if you if you use that as your north star, it inevitably it'll come back through a lens that says, "How do we do this?" It's another topic. It's it is not, a, it's a whole gonna, other topic. I mean,
0: I think I think I think there's I think even starting with a naming convention at the top level that can that at least gives you the entry point into it. So Dell, for example. They've got an XPX, Optiflex and Spyron range, of course and they do. Right. Well, you can't you can't slag them off for having a naming convention. And go, of course they've got a naming convention. But you can't have it both ways. So they've got an XPX, Optiflex and Inspiron. They have a, you know, ones for there, there. Now underneath that, it gets into how you know you get into the six sixty and the six ninety and everything else. But at least what they have done is given you an entry point into a, because they've got hundreds of products. They're putting a naming convention around the type of work that you're doing and you go, right, I am obviously a enterprise performance and collaboration kind of person, I'm looking for an Optiplex. And it gives you, and it narrows it down. Why are you laughing? You can't have it both. I don't understand how you can't. No, have
2: I'm it. saying that I, I, I said you can go the other way as well with these pseudo, you know. But the names, name's what?
0: But the names. But uh, and the, it the,
1: the, it the name is the that's name is just. Out. Of the, well, it depends. Yeah, are you making if either, I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, Stuart. But um, if Stuart's point is, they're making it easier for people to come in and yes, navigate their I way agree, into I'm whichever joking. is appropriate
0: this isn't a place for joke. it's <laughs> not what funny did at the but i think as much.
1: an as an extension of that point though, i think the other point n- note that i had was just that yeah, is the future proofing aspect. so, you know, thinking about um on day 1, what might day 100 look like in terms of products and so that, you know, whatever conventions are put in place then that there is that kind of scope and remit to, yeah. to grow. Um, because that's often where you end up with all these sort of sub, sub what do you call them? Not divisions, sub whatever, bits, descriptors, um, and little bits of kind of, it's a bit of a patchwork yeah. because, you know, and, and you start with one product, you end up with 100, and what the fuck do you call it when you get to 100? Yeah, yeah. And you get the
2: chance. And the legacy issue is a difficult one as well. And I'm not saying it's Tilling easy. Telling your it's, babies. It's, it's difficult. And, and, yeah. But I, it, it's our job to raise these. Topics subjectively and say we're customer focused. So yeah, know, and I
0: think we, we, we've seen it, it recently where it, it, what happens is that there's a focus in one word that then becomes mm-hmm. everything and then becomes confusing because mm-hmm. it's up there and then it's gone, well, we've got a a veto eight and a veto ten and then there's a veto small and then there's a veto, but and you kind of got, and then it just becomes, well, what's, it, what what, what's it? veto? It becomes what meaningless, mean? yeah. renders it meaningless. So it's kind of, so it is, it's, well, as we know across the board, naming. Full stop oh, is the hardest part. It's of horrible. Our role. It's a horrible if, thing. If I have done my two favourite ones, the the one at the <laughs> bottom, the naming, is always the hardest one because Julie's right, you've got to kind of you've got to kind of push it out and go, What does this look like in hundred days? How can we manage this? Mm-hmm. Does it, what what might be right now might not be right mm-hmm. in the when you look down the product map. So mm-hmm. it is the hardest thing, but it definitely but that doesn't excuse just kicking it into the long. Correct. Case. That's the point. Yes. That's the point.
2: Good way to finish it. So in summary, I think none of these what well, i'm saying none of these are brand killers on their own but you know it's the as usual in our game it's the incremental mm. creeping kind of problems that that grow if 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 they're left to 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 fester, fester. over a pro- prolonged period oh, I then ultimately what happens is values is bled away customers choose different products from different from different, from competitors businesses and that's that's a problem that's a then big then the game is a bogey. Oh, oh, indeed. So, you know, I think the biggest challenge and you said something earlier, one of you did about is it our job to convince the company that, you know, there's a problem? And I I I, I don't think that we, we it, that is our job. It's once there's an acknowledgement that there is a problem from the brand over from the Thank brand you. owner that there's a challenge and it's worth investigating a fix, then our fine. Hard,
0: our job can be hard enough.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. So there we are.
0: Chris, that was Mr man. You're the porridge. Man. You are inspiration. You're, You're, You're an inspiration porridge. to us all. You are an inspiration mm-hmm. to us all. Mm-hmm. To some, to some of us. Well, <laughs> a Couple of people. A Couple of folk. My mum. <laughs> oh, are you I really? Actually. Are you? Right, right. Okay. Thank you both. <sighs> thank you all
2: for you. About okay.